Welcome to the ENC Wedding Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bertling. I really appreciate you being here to listen as we discuss tips to help you plan your wedding. And even if you are not from or are planning to have your wedding in the Eastern North Carolina area, I'm sure you will find our topics beneficial to you in your wedding planning process. In our podcast, we'll have area professionals, brides, grooms, and others participating in discussions that will assist you in your planning. And it is my hope to help you reduce your stress level as well. Today, I'm joined by two beautiful ladies, Nicole Brooks, who is the event director at Tryon Palace, and photographer Emily Saunders of Emily Saunders Photography. Welcome, ladies. Well, thank you. Hi. Hello. All right. So let's jump in and talk about photography. Yeah. After the I do's, Emily, as you know, the photographs are all you have to take with you for the rest of your lives. Yeah. Those are the special mementos. So um, they have to choose a professional wedding photographer that knows what they're doing. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> so let's start with style, for example. T- t- tell us a little bit about style and why it's important that they understand your style as well as their own. Sure. So goodness, when it comes to picking your wedding photographer, you, um, I'm sure are looking at zillions of pictures on Pinterest. You're comparing pictures from your friends' weddings and you are probably seeing a big variety of photos and styles. Um, and there are a lot of things to consider. Um, at this point, there are a lot of um, different editing styles. Um, maybe you see some uh, warmer tones with like oranges and, and darker shadows pulled um, or my style. And um, there are other wedding photographers with this like light and airy style where it's kind of a, a crisp and bright, um, really kind of pulling on the whites and pulling those shadows up. Um, those are, I think, the two like the greatest differences that you'll Mm -hmm. see. You'll see kind of dark and moody and light and airy. Okay. Um, But there are also styles in terms of lens choice. Um, So I shoot with narrow lenses and um, portrait lenses, and I pretty much they're very subject um, focused and sometimes I'll include, include architecture, but, um, there are also very like wide angle lenses that, and you'll see like kind of very artsy, like landscape, um, shots. And yeah, there are just a lot of things to consider. (laughs) Very good. And, um, obviously with a wedding, there's no do overs, right, Emily? So (laughs) this is a one and done. What kind of equipment do you have or use that helps you, just overcome maybe something that might go wrong. Sure. So um, a professional photographer is going to have likely a full frame camera that has a dual memory card slots. So this is backing up all of your photos onto not one SD card, but two. Really? Yes. That is great. So that, um, so you've got automatically two copies of those photos. Um, a lot of photographers shoot also with two cameras or have a second shooter. Um, again, just kind of, preventing the ultimate loss of a camera or if something terrible were to happen, hopefully they've got a redundant system in place. Um, full frame cameras uh, definitely allow for uh, darker lighting situations. They should have flash. They should have lots of equipment that um, equip them for any lighting situation. They should be ready uh, for any weather situation. Um, and I think that's a, that's a mark of a professional 
versus a, a hobby. A hobby, yes. Yeah. And I have to say, I've been in Emily's office, which is above the Pepsi store downtown Newburn, by the way, and she has a bucket full of clear umbrellas. <laughs> and you know what? Here in Eastern North Carolina, sometimes it might rain for five or ten minutes, but and you need those. In the middle of your ceremony. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, as, as prepared as you can be is probably the, the best way to to go. Yes. I bring the umbrellas and hope that we don't have to use them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nicole, uh, you, you've been in the wedding industry for a long time. And can you think of any photographers that may have struggled with a situation? Well, it, it would probably be that they didn't, they weren't familiar with the venue mm -hmm. or venues. And so it takes them longer to try to figure out where the good shots might be found. Um, I would say a photographer would be well served and serve the client well by um, s seeing the, the venue ahead of time and kind mm -hmm. of scoping it out for this might make a good shot. Um, just being a little more prepared. And, and as you and I both know, Tryon Palace has many gardens and it changes week by week. Right. You know, I give tours every other week or so, and sure enough, I say, oh, look, that's blooming, or, oh, wow, I've never seen that before, because maybe they just planted it, yeah. and those make beautiful backgrounds for different shots in the photography. So it is important that not only uh, the photographer go and visit, but maybe um, make sure that they visit within a day or two. Emily, you were going to say something. And time of day is okay, also, yes. yep, see where the sun is. At the time of day that you plan to do those portraits. Yes. That's that's a oh, perfect good point. idea. Yeah. I know we try to do the rehearsal at the same time as the ceremony for that very reason. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say that probably the photographer, if they're not familiar, may want to come out for that rehearsal just to see that timing. Wouldn't you agree, that, Emily? Absolutely. Yes, that's great. Very good. And um, Emily, what do you think that our couples out there should ask when they're interviewing a photographer? Mm, good question, Jennifer. Um, you definitely want to be asking your photographer um, what sort of redundant systems they have in place. <laughs> um, you should be asking them to describe their style. You should be asking them um, about a second shooter option, about their packages, any questions you have there. Um, you should be mentioning um, kind of your preferences and priorities when it comes to photography. You should be telling them, um, hey, this is really what we care about and what matters. And um, basically be telling them your vision for the day is um, is a big part of that consultation piece. Yeah. So, Emily, you mentioned something about packages. What are some things that are included in most wedding packages and what should a couple – ask about that maybe they might not know? Sure. So um, I would say packages really vary photographer to photographer. Um, I would ask about engagement sessions and bridal portraits um, and prints if albums are included. Um, again, as you said earlier, like this is what lasts from your wedding. You want to be printing your photos. You want to be displaying them in your home. Um, 
my goodness, if you just keep these digital images and share them on Facebook, you are doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> Please put them in your home. Um, yeah, and just asking about what photographers include in that vein. Mm-hmm. I think hours are important, too. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Nicole, too, that they're starting to get ready hours before the wedding. Right. Now, they don't necessarily need to have photos of them getting dressed and drinking some, you know, maybe some mimosas or, or just having yeah. a snack. But we'll talk about stage photos, like we're getting mm-hmm. close to it. And how can they save maybe a couple of hours off their uh, package time? Sure. So, yeah, that I think that comes back to their idea of what's important to them, because mm-hmm. I find um, brides and grooms who... Uh, really want pictures of their party. They want pictures of the reception and like all the way to the sparkler exit at 11 o'clock, right? And yes. so if they got married at four, that's a very long um, amount of coverage in the back end of the day. Um, however, there are other brides and grooms who um, would like to have a photographer there from 12 o'clock on and mm-hmm. um, really do care about the, you know, them in their satin matching jammies and the moments with mom and um and yeah it it really depends on what they envision and what they want to have those pieces to keep but um what you mentioned about staging photos is really important um and this applies both to the front end and the back end of the day because we sometimes stage sparkler exits right mm-hmm. we call it a, a fake exit and or we just take the wedding party out and we play with some sparklers and get those same shots um but then i but then your photographer leaves at 8:30 instead of 11:30 at mm-hmm. night um so that's kind of a way to save on the back end um on the front end i would say um having a photographer arrive maybe 2 hours before the wedding and um just before the bride steps into her gown, um, you're able to get some dress hanging photos and, um, and can have pictures of mom zipping up the dress and, um, really just getting those, uh, last few shots and being able to stage them, I think is great because we can place our brides in the perfect light and in the perfect place. And, um, hopefully at that point they've cleaned up, um, the mess that they've made around the getting bride right. room, you know? Um, <laughs> Because Lord knows there are bags and makeup everywhere. <laughs> there are um, shoes and yes. pajamas and all kinds of yes. different things. So to find the right light and take that time to, I hate to even use the word stage it, you know, because it is the true moment that mm-hmm. we're capturing, but we are just doing it um, artfully and intentionally in order to give them those gorgeous portraits. I I love detail shots. Mm. What are some things that a a bride or a groom need to make sure that they have for those detail shots? Ooh, great question. Yes. So this is a matter of coordination (laughs) and um, why planners are great. So if you have a bag of all of the things that you would like photos of, this should include uh, invitations, jewelry, both rings. That means the groom should not have the ring yet. It needs to stay for the pictures. (laughs) Um, Have ring boxes if there was a special one. Um, you know, that you guys held, um, heirlooms. These would be, you know, grandma's ring. We want to have any floral trimmings that, um, the florist has left. Um, yeah, just perfume bottles. It really is, uh, depending on, uh, the things that are significant to you that you want to preserve in photos. And we call those like flat lays. Okay. And, um, I'm sure you've seen them on Pinterest, but it's where we beautifully and artfully arrange those, um, those special items. I, might, I love those. Go ahead. Nicole. It might be something like the something borrowed, something blue, something, you know, what? Yes, all the somethings. Those, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, what about a specific shot list? Can you tell us why it's important that the couple puts that together? Yes. So mostly we as photographers want you to have the beautiful pictures that you want. <laughs> so if you have a very specific um, vision for your day, if you have a very specific shot that you want, you need to communicate that with us so that we can do that for you. <laughs> right. Um, so having a shot list, just as you said, I do that for both, um, you know, any art, artsy shots, dressing in any specific spot. I do have my brides um, give me a shot list there as well as a family photo list. And that um, that really helps the family photo hour immediately after the ceremony. We're able to efficiently move through that. You've already thought about who you want pictures with and those groupings. And it goes so smoothly when we've got a list. <laughs> I know on another podcast, Mark and I were joking about people running off right after, but they're part of the shot list. No. Right. So I, I would recommend that you make sure that you let those family members know as soon as the ceremony's over, don't go anywhere. Yes. You know, stay put. We're going to do the usually the bigger groups first and then start eliminating until we get down to yes. the couple. We did not want to chase Uncle Joe yes. around the venue. <laughs> Or have them call back to the, you know, from the church to the venue. Oh, no, yes. <laughs> so going back to some questions that couples need to ask, um, one thing that I can think of is making sure that you ask what they're going to be wearing. Mm. Um, you know, one one time I can think of this out of the blue it was a photographer from not our area. They were actually from the Raleigh Durham area, and it was at Trown Palace. And he, the bride was very particular about what everybody wore. She wanted everybody to be had shades of this navy blue. And, and she didn't want anybody to wear black, including the vendors. Mm. And uh, she wanted me to wear navy as well. And the photographer came in and she was wearing shorts. And granted, it is hot here in the summertime. She was wearing shorts with a bright floral pattern and um, a tank top. And then her husband had on khaki shorts and a polo shirt. And so I think it is important <laughs> to make sure that we ask those questions of our photographers. Um, what is the professional dress that you'll be getting? Would you like to comment on that? <laughs> well, it, it sort of sets a tone. Mm -hmm. And um, it, not that everyone is going to be looking at the photographer, but still they will be present for a lot of the activities and mm -hmm. and should give a little thought to how they're they're perceived by the guests mm -hmm. maybe yes i typically wear black you typically wear black <laughs> i typically choose to hopefully not be seen <laughs> i think most vendors kind of lean towards that all black because yes. you just want to blend in you don't want to stand mm -hmm. out right and uh, just a floating camera that's right <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, Emily, I, and I've seen the gamut on this, about how much time does it typically take to get your phot photographs back? Oh, yes. Um, I've seen anywhere from four weeks to six months. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I keep myself to a turnaround time of four weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I try to make it three and surprise them. But um, yeah, I give myself that. And what Not about it. sneak peeks? Sometimes you mm. see this about from photographers. Tell us about the different kinds of sneak peeks that are sure. available. Sure. I know some photographers who release like 
80 photos the day after. And, oh, wow. Um, I know. I, it's like, it's impressive. I'm like, girl, you must have stayed up till two. Um, no, I, sneak peeks are really great because it's building on, you know, building on that excitement and, you know, immediately giving them something to hold on to. Um, oh gosh, we love sneak peeks in the photography world. Um, but yeah, I'd say typically within 48 to 72 hours, we, um, release a couple just to, you know, show them how, how just how gorgeous they were. It yeah. gives them something to post on their social media. Yes. Like we got married and, and we yeah. still have a couple of pictures. Yes. Right. I really do love that a lot of photographers have been doing that more recently and they're not having to wait for six weeks to, to even see one photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, what do you think, Emily, is the price range in the Eastern North Carolina area for photography? Let's say maybe seven or eight hours. Sure. Um, I would say for a professional photographer in this area, um, you're probably looking at between 2500 to five, 6000 Okay. That's that's good. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's a variety. Yeah. It is a variety. And and why, why is it a variety? Um, I would say that there is – a photographer for every bride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's a stylistic choice as well as, um, as well as just a connection that, um, a personality connection, I'd say. Um, I sit down and meet with every bride before there's any paperwork. I, there is a vibe check that needs to be passed, um, yes. on both sides, you know? Sure. Um, I want my bride to feel comfortable and feel like, there's not this awkward stranger in the room. And, um, I just, yeah, I think, and you know, everyone's got their own personality and different flavors and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so with, with the variety of, um, price and options and packages and some photographers, you know, give a set amount of pictures or a set amount of digitals. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there's just, why is there a variety? That's such a good question. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's lots of things that go into the pricing, right? Sure, yes. Maybe there's some things that couples don't even see. So w- many. What do you what do you think are just a few so they understand it's not just for those eight hours of coverage and then they turn around and hand you pictures? Sure. Can you explain that? Yeah. Um I we've got equipment upkeep, we've got insurance mm-hmm. to pay to make sure we're covered for your day. Um uh, at least 20 hours of editing on the back end, mm-hmm. um, any sort of preparation um, in timeline and connecting with other vendors to just really make your day um, special. That is something that we contribute to. Um, if there's an engagement session included or a bridal portrait session, um, any sort of album design, like whatever package you're choosing has, um, has quite a bit that's gone into it. Um, if you've got a brick and mortar location there's rent to pay that's right <laughs> there's a daycare to pay for if you've got children you know mm-hmm. um yeah lots lots of things go into a business and and couples need to realize it's not specifically for that product or service mm. um most professionals have insurance yes most professionals have to pay for their website and all these other things that mm, go into yes. it so there's a lot of hobbyists out there and you're you're right when you say that there's a photographer for every bride. Mm-hmm. For me, as a wedding coordinator, I think this is not where you should skimp mm-hmm. because it's right. it. This is what you're taking with you to 
put up in your home to share with your family and friends to make that album and what you're going to look at in 40 years or 50 years or hopefully 75 years for that matter. And, um, and somebody, everybody has to start somewhere. I, I totally get that. I'm not trying to put down these hobbyists or, or people that are just starting out, but there are some things that maybe they just don't understand. And so when they're charging five or $600 for wedding photography, they're really not taking all the hours into consideration, number one. Because like you said, you have 20 hours worth of editing, plus the day of, plus the meetings ahead of time. Um, but there's some other mistakes that they make. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because this would be concerning to our couples. Sure. Um so I guess first and foremost is um, knowing your camera and um, being able to operate on manual mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a big difference. Um, if you have a fancy camera and are shooting on auto, that fancy camera is making a lot of choices that aren't necessarily creating the portrait that you um want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the mm. shutter is not in your control. Um, the shutter is basically that you know, how quickly mm-hmm. that um, your camera clicks. <laughs> and depending on the amount of light that there is, your camera is just not as smart as you are um, in knowing it. So I think that's a that's a big mark um, of the between the two. Um, and what happens with that? The, are the pictures blurry yes. or, or what? Sorry, what sorry. yes, let me Yeah, that's more. okay. Just I, I really want the couples to understand what happens. The effects of that. Yes. Sure. So um, if you're operating on auto mode and you're inside specifically where it's quite dark, um, you are not in control of the focus, which means the focal point that your camera grabs to put into focus. What's a word other than focus that I can use? Let me say focus <laughs> 10 more times. Um, the focus point is not in your control. So it might grab Aunt Susan, who's behind you, and she is what's in focus, and you and your groom are then blurry. Ah, oh, that makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, another just blurred images in the center. I know it's like kind of trendy and coming back to have blurred images, but guys, the autofocus blurred image is not, it's even, the trend that's coming back is even under the control of the photographer. They're deciding to make it blurry. I don't know if I ever want to see it blurry. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a weird trend. But um, yes, having blurred images of people in motion and um, even just turning your head or laughing when you throw your head back to laugh, it's it's no longer a crisp and clear image. And um, to blow that up into an 8 by 10 and post it on your wall and it not be clear is just sad. It's sad. It is sad. <laughs> it's a sad day. <laughs> and I'd say that goes for flash as well. When you're mm-hmm. inside and you don't know how to operate a flash well, um, your flash can work against you a lot of the time if you're not in good control of that. Yeah, it's too much light, right? And then it's hard yeah. to take it out. Yeah, and it bouncing weird and it, okay. your shutter not closing fast enough or closing too fast and it just being all wonky. So, right. Yeah. And th- this is what we were talking about earlier. You don't get a do-over. Yes. We can't go back. We can't get everybody dressed back up again and decorate the venue and all of those yes. things. So um, that's why I, I strongly encourage people to hire a wedding professional um, for their photography. I do have a couple more thoughts on that as well. Yeah, go ahead. Apart from the like knowing your equipment and knowing how to use your camera. I think there's also a piece of um, people management, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you are um, running the hour of group portraits right Mm -hmm. after that ceremony, um, you need to know how to work with people. You need to know how to uh, very quickly get groups of people in and out. And 
make them look happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, even to just have, um, you know, someone who's really great at family portraits to step into a wedding day and be in control of a hundred people to arrange them nicely is a very, they're just very different skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course can be honed and learned and taught, but, um, yeah, to have a, to have someone who's done it before, I think, is is a piece. <laughs> and and for a wedding planner as myself, I that's very concerning to me because I know that we have a timeline moving behind us. Yes. And I don't want the caterer mad at me because now their chicken has been overcooked for like too long because we went long. Yeah. And, you know, we want to fit everything in as well. There's lots of things to do before that 10 o'clock shut off. Sure. So you have to kind of work together. That's right. Really to be able to corral the people and keep an eye on the time. Yeah, so and, and really for the couples, they're tired. At the end of that session, they're tired of smiling. They're tired of being handled and moved around and and brought here and there. They, they want to get to their party. They want to get to their guests and have a good time too. So we want to make it as efficient as possible. Yes, yes. Yes, and that's where the professional comes in. You, you can tell. <laughs> Emily, is there anything else you would like to share with those couples out there? Cool. As as a bride, <laughs> what, what do you, what do you feel like you can contribute in terms well, of the photography conversation? I would say that um, trust in your photographer is a is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that you're you're leaving in their hands to capture these memories on film, and um, you can't be telling your photographer how to do their job and wishing later, oh, I wish I had said this to her. You Mm -hmm. you have to kind of relinquish that control and trust that your photographer is doing what he or she should do and um, that you're going to get good results by doing that. And so I think if you have confidence in your photographer, you'll get a better, better outcome. Yeah, I'd say too that like to trust your photographer to make um, the judgment calls on where they place you and in what light. Like that is that's a lot. Like you might, <laughs> I'm going to talk about downtown Newburn. <laughs> you might love the fountain in downtown Newburn, <laughs> but no photographer loves the fountain in downtown. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, you are surrounded by brick. Um, <laughs> And there are people and cars everywhere and the light, it is just dark and dank in there. Okay. (laughs) So I like, there are things that, you know, you might see and be like, oh, it'd be really cool to get a picture next to this thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and as a photographer, I'm always like, gotcha. That's (laughs) a great point. Sure. But the sun's over here. And if you (laughs) like my style, like just trust me to put you in the place that will warrant the brand and the style Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've come to achieve and that we can promise you. Um, So I think to to trust them with your day as well as to trust them with placing you and putting you in a place um, and posing, oh, posing so big. I guess that'd probably be my one thing. My one last thing to say, posing, find someone that you are comfortable with having pose you. Okay. Um, yeah. Because they're handling your body and moving you around. <laughs> yes. And, mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a big piece of the puzzle. <laughs> well, so just going back and looking at what we just talked about, I think the main point is, is to really get to know your photographer or the potential photographers. Well, find out their style um, find out what their personal personality is like as well and how they'll handle your day. And um, in the end, you want 
to match with that person. Well, Nicole and Emily, thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate it. And I'd also like to thank PS Productions for hosting this ENC Wedding Talk podcast. PS Productions has proudly served Eastern North Carolina community with quality photography, video, audio productions, lighting, and sound rentals for over 16 years. If you would like to ask questions or have a topic you'd like us to discuss, please email us at enceddingtalkshow at gmail.com. I'm Jennifer Bertling, and I thank you for your time and being with us. Until next time, take care. Take care.